0: You're listening to Save Me and i Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Hey! Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt.
1: Hey. Hey.
0: What's up?
1: What's up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so on this week's episode, we are going over hairspray, which you should know if you don't. Yikes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's very It's pretty well known, I would think. It is pretty well known. And is,
1: is that is that the one that takes place in Baltimore?
0: No, it's definitely uh, in Florida.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> It's in the Key West. It's, it's Key
0: <laughs> West, Florida. Yeah, so Hairspray is super cool. And because we always forget until like midway in the show, this one does not get a mama warning. Yep. It's pretty Very great. family
2: friendly, I and would say.
0: she actually loves this one, so yep. it works out perfectly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> gotta say, uh, this is one I've actually seen. Uh, it was a high school performance.
0: Ah. Okay. <laughs> was it?
2: Yes. Okay. It was actually pretty good. I enjoyed enjoyed it at least. (laughs) So Hairspray is based off of the 1988 film of the same name. This show has been through a lot of iterations, so just hang on tight because we will go through all of them. So Music and Lyrics by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. And Book by Mark O'Donnell and Thomas Meehan. Producer Margot Lyon came up with the idea of Hairspray as a stage musical in 1998 after watching the original film. She acquired the rights and then contacted Mark to make the music. She then got Rob Marshall to direct. Rob liked Marissa Jarrett Winokur from American Beauty to play Tracy, and then they pretty much just immediately hired her on. So that was cool. That's got to be a
1: nice feeling. No audition?
2: Um, Yeah. Yeah. However, a bit of sadness here. She was actually diagnosed with cervical cancer a year later. But she had a secret hysterectomy and continued with the musical. Oh. So... Kind of sad, but also kind of badass. Right. I mean. So.
0: She she handled it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Eventually, Marshall left to direct the screen adaptation of Chicago, but Jack O'Brien and Jerry Mitchell were then brought in to direct and choreograph. I got yeah. was
1: on uh, some pretty good productions. Mm-hmm. Going from Hairspray to Chicago.
2: Right. It was a big name. Inspired by the casting of a drag queen in the original movie, they decided to keep Edna's role as played by a male. And so Harvey Fierstein got the role in the musical.
0: I was wondering where that originated.
2: Yep. It was played by a, a drag queen, Divine? In
0: 1988, that's pretty good. I think they had it
1: played by a dude as well.
2: Yeah, I in, yeah I'd say it's pretty standard for all the, for the That's cool. That's versions, like
1: yeah. a tradition thing.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. So the musical is set in 1962 Baltimore, Maryland, featuring a teenager whose dream is to dance on the Corny Collins Show which is based on the real-life Buddy Dean show. The show does explore the theme of racial prejudice and does directly reference the civil rights movement and racial integration. The show also focuses on freedom of expression. It's about individuality, but also working together towards a bigger goal. It also touches on femininity. It contains several strong female characters with diva characteristics.
0: We're here for it! Yes! The musical went through several revisions during its pre-Broadway run, basically taking out a bunch of songs and adding new ones. The musical opened in Seattle in 2002 and moved to Broadway later that year. This cast featured Marissa and Harvey as already discussed, but also included Matthew Morrison, who you may know as Mr. Shoe and Glee, Laura Bell Bundy, L. Woods from Legally Blonde, Carrie Butler, later in Beetlejuice, and more. It ran for 2,642 performances and closed in 2009. It recouped its entire $10.5 initial investment in nine months. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's super good. A West End production ran at the Shaftesbury Theatre from October 2007 to March 2010 with over 1,000 performances. Then it began touring across the UK and Ireland in 2010, and then again in 2013, then again in 2015. It had an Australian production from October 2010 to September 2011 that was critically acclaimed. The show was redesigned to feature enormous LED screens that moved around the stage to give the characters animated landscapes. Which very cool. That is super cool. That okay. sounds high budget. Uh, yep. It had a U.S. national tour from September 2003 to June 2006. A non-equity U.S. and Asian tour from July 2006 to April 2010. Hairspray also had a shortened Las Vegas production. Hey. <laughs> but did it have a splash zone? It had a spray mm. zone. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It had a Royal Caribbean International production on a cruise ship. That's cool. Splash (laughs) Zone. Literally. (laughs) And it also had a production at the Hollywood Bowl. That's gotta be interesting. It had international productions in Canada, South Africa, Argentina, the Philippines, Brazil, Switzerland, Germany, Dubai, Japan, China, Sweden, and more. It was due for a London revival in 2020, but you know. go Go ahead. So that has been delayed until at least April 2021.
1: That's pretty cool. That was like a worldwide show. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Super neat. So there is another Hairspray film. So it was remade in 2007. So film, musical, film. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I guess it's been all over. Film, Uh, musical, musical film. Yes. So this film starred Zac Efron. Amanda Bynes, John Travolta as Edna, Queen Latifah, Brittany Snow, Christopher Walken, Michelle Pfeiffer, and newcomer Nikki Blonsky as Tracy. Nice. Fun fact, Hugh Jackman was actually considered for Corny Collins, but he lost out to his X-Men co-star, James Marsden. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, that would have been weird to see him as Corny Collins. Yeah. So the movie actually won a bunch of awards and is at like 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty cool. So good. pretty well received. Nice. It's hard
1: to have a bad time listening, watching anything Hairspray related, because everything's so... It's fun. Like, fun. Yeah, fun yes. and upbeat. We'll get into it more on all the songs, but it's just a good time. It is, yes.
2: yes. So Hairspray also had a live adaptation. Surprise! Wow! It was produced by NBC and broadcast in 2016. It starred Fierstein again as Edna, as well as Jennifer Hudson, Martin Short, Derek Huff, Kristen Chenoweth, Ariana Grande... And newcomer Maddie Bileo as Tracy. This production also had a bunch of good reviews and is generally well regarded. Nice. So very cool. I did I do remember seeing that when it like came out and it was pretty good. And it was like all shot in like one take or something, like uh, live. Like super cool. cool. Ooh, yeah. Like that that's crazy. Yeah. So the recordings for each of these three productions, the musical, the movie, and the live adaptation are on Spotify, and all three of them are going to be in the folder for you to enjoy and choose what you like, because I couldn't. Technically, the plot we're working through is from the original Broadway cast performance, but I find Tracy's voice too high-pitched in that one, and I'm not a fan. So I like the movie soundtrack but that one actually is more different than the other two. It doesn't have all the songs and like switches some around. So the live broadcast is closer to the original Broadway cast recording in the songs. So that might be the recording I recommend the most, but to each their own you choose. I kind of like a mix of all of them. So I don't know. Yeah. I have a hard time choosing on this one.
0: I think in like my Broadway playlist, I do have some from different adaptations just because, you know, people sing different. Yeah. So this show actually won eight Tony Awards, including Best Musical. Won four Laurence Olivier Awards, including Best New Musical. And reviews have been mostly favorable. It's sweet but not too sweet and old-fashioned without seeming old-fashioned. Which, agreed. Overall, it's got a great score, builds a brilliant world, and features a good amount of comedy. Which, again, I agree. It is... It's a good time. So with that background out of the way, how about we go ahead and jump our way into Act 1. Heck yeah.
2: So we start off in Baltimore, like matt said earlier in june of 1962 we are introduced to tracy turnblad a young overweight high school student she wakes up and rushes to school in the song good morning baltimore you can easily see her happy excitable disposition she's just very upbeat that's great once getting to school however she receives a warning for inappropriate hair height which what she (laughs) got a bit of a bump on top and it's too tall
1: (laughs) there's a lot of big hair in Hairspray. Shocker. I know. Mm-hmm. It's the 60s. So but like, <laughs> it's everywhere.
2: Yeah. So after school, she rushes home to catch the Corny Collins show with her best friend Penny in the song, The Nicest Kids in Town. <laughs> the Corny Collins show starts up with Corny introducing the show and all of the cast members as they dance around. Edna, Tracy's shy and overweight mother, is ironing and complains that the show is too loud. Penny's shrewd and conservative mother, Prudy, complains about it being race music. An announcement is made on the show that they will be holding auditions to replace Brenda, who happens to uh, be taking a leave of of absence for nine months. (coughs) The baby. I wonder
0: what that could be. We're not saying she's having a baby, but (laughs) (laughs) she might have been doing the devil's tango, the horizontal hokey pokey. (laughs) Tracy begs her mother permission to audition, but Edna, fearing feedback on her daughter's weight, refuses. Simultaneously, Penny and Amber, the main pretty blonde on the Corny Collins show, have similar arguments with their mothers. They sing about wanting to be more mature and treated like grown-ups. And the song is Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now, which is not in the 07 movie, which is a shame because I really like this song.
2: Mm -hmm, Me too.
0: Tracy weasels her eccentric dad, Wilbur, into giving her permission. She goes to audition and bumps into the teenage heartthrob of the show, Link Larkin. (gasps) This leads to a dream sequence about them having a future together, Dating, going steady, getting married, and then even dying together in the song, I Can Hear the Bells. Which, man, love at first sight is explained in a lot of musicals, but this one... This one takes the cake. Takes the cake. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. Hey, she has a very active imagination.
0: She does. She knows exactly what she wants.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Velma Von Tussle, the racist producer of The Corny Collins Show and Amber's mother, rejects Tracy because of her size. Rude. Of course. She then sings a song bragging about how she's so thin and pretty, while Tracy is very much not. The song even includes Velma asking if Tracy would swim in an integrated pool, to which Tracy replies, of course, and this disgusts Velma. Because she's trash. (laughs) And the song is The Legend of Miss Baltimore Crabs. (laughs) And then she also refuses to let little Inez, a young black girl, audition for the show. Back at school, Tracy ends up in detention because of her monumental hair-don't.
1: Ha
2: uh, <laughs> ha oh. And there she meets Seaweed J. Stubbs, a young black man and fantastic dancer. He is the son of Motormouth Maybell, the hostess of Negro Day on The Corny Collins Show. He teaches Tracy some cool dance moves, which she then uses at the sophomore hop to introduce herself to Corny Collins. The song is Lady's Choice, which is not in the original Broadway cast, but is in the movie and the live recording. He immediately likes her and her dance moves and gives her a place on the show. The song is the nicest kids in town reprise, but it's not on any of the recordings.
0: During the following broadcast of The Courtney Collins Show, Link sings It Takes Two to Tracy, which pisses off Amber. hmm After the show. Wow, Amber. Yeah. <laughs> After the show, the show's sponsor, Mr. Spritzer, talks to Velma about Tracy. Velma threatens to fire Corny, but of course you can't have the Corny Collins show without Corny Collins, so she is left distraught and vows to ruin Tracy in the song Velma's Revenge, which is not on the original Broadway cast recording or in the 2007 movie. So again, we hate Velma.
2: Just think, (laughs) an older woman trying to take down a teenager.
0: Yeah, right. Like, get over yourself. At the Turnblad house, Edna is receiving calls from fans who saw Tracy on the show. Mr. Pinky calls, inviting them to visit his plus-size dress shop. Nice. Tracy pleads with her mother to join her, and after not leaving the apartment for, like, ten years, she does. Which, good for her. And the song is Welcome to the Sixties, which I love the song. Edna is given a huge makeover, and Tracy becomes the spokesgirl for the shop. Nice. Awesome.
1: Sponsorship. Yeah. Woo. By the way, if anybody's out there that wants to throw Let's
2: a sponsorship <laughs> our way,
0: <laughs> we will take Let's talk. <laughs> we'll be your spokesgirl. Hell yeah. Me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Be your
2: <laughs> Especially you. Do
1: <laughs> you need to be one of the booth babes yeah, at like conventions yes. and stuff?
2: <laughs> at school, Tracy's fame is evident in schoolyard graffiti and in the girl starting to sport her signature hairdo. During a game of dodgeball, Amber knocks Tracy out. Rude. Link rushes to her side. Penny and Seaweed, who have started to like each other, uh, uh, rush to fetch the school nurse only to learn that she's out sick. Uh, oh. <laughs> yep. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, So Seaweed suggests that they just get out and have fun. So they all go out to his mother's record shop. On the way, Link is worried about the black neighborhood, but they convince him that he'll be fine, he'll be safe. They're like, don't worry, you cracker. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down, my Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Tracy, meanwhile, is just excited to be invited somewhere by colored people. Seaweed points out that not everyone feels that way, and he doesn't quite understand why people are so ostracized by skin color. Same. Uh, And so the song even includes lines like, the darker the chocolate, the richer the taste, which is great. (laughs) It's a great line. And little Inez, who is revealed to be Seaweed's little sister, joins in on the song, and they sing about how proud they are of their skin color in the song Run and Tell That. Yeah.
0: Edna arrives at the shop looking for her daughter. She ends up talking with Mabel about disliking her size. Mabel sings of being confident and feeling beautiful, both with her color and her larger size. In the song Big, Blonde, and Beautiful again, I just love all these songs. Mm -hmm. I was going to keep saying that.
1: There's a lot of positivity in these songs.
0: Yes. Very uplifting. Whether it's
1: about womanhood, size, skin color.
0: Just being yourself. Yep. Tracy rallies everyone to march against the station on the following day. It's Mother-Daughter Day, but of course this doesn't feature black people. Which, again, like, rude. Maybell convinces the reluctant Edna and Wilbur to join in on the march. Link, however, declines to participate because of his contract with the show. Which I guess you do to protect your job, but still. Mm Mm-hmm. During the protest, Velma calls the police and fights break out. Police arrive on scene and everyone is arrested. So, again, screw Velma. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's terrible. Yep. So, with everyone being arrested, we are taken into our intermission. Da-da-da! Yep. We what do have-
2: you guys think? Yeah, what do you think about One?
1: I have uh, already voiced his opinion, but fun! Fun! So much fun! Positive!
0: Yeah, it's a very good show, very positive, very much feeling yourself, you know. So I, I really appreciate this one because it's one of those like you can put this on any time and have a good time. Yes. You know, it's it's not hard to enjoy this show at all. It's definitely classic and it's in top tens everywhere.
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny in in some other shows. A lot of the time it's like the main character kind of going through like ups and downs in their life, and then Tracy's just kind of like this beam of positivity throughout like the entire <laughs> show, where she's just like, I don't care! I'm having fun!
0: <laughs> I'm here for a good time! <laughs> very that's, true.
1: That's very fun to see. Something different.
0: Yes, yeah. I, th- I think Tracy's a very good character. Especially like in musicals, you don't see a lot of like good female role models, especially. like But Tracy's really up there. She's just like, just do you, man. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> what do you think, Amber?
2: She's giving us a thumbs up <laughs> yes, no you can't see that on audio <laughs> audio video they can totally understand that i'm they giving can, a thumbs up can they can the feel out. the energy mm-hmm. <laughs> no this one's great and it is one of those shows that's very accessible for people that maybe aren't like hardcore theater fans because it is like a movie and a musical and a movie and a whole bunch of stuff so yes. there's a bunch of iterations of it out there watch one of them you can listen to it and get most of the story i think so that's nice i agree um, you can get a like good feel for what's happening even if it's not like directly singing the action, and this does have a lot of very recognizable songs, I think because of how well known it is. So even if you haven't seen it, you've probably heard one or two of the songs. Good
1: morning, Baltimore. Yeah, I'm pretty exactly. sure
2: that's the song for this one,
1: <laughs> and it's that the opener. It's Usually, album. like usually around the middle middle of the show is like the the most well known,
0: mm-hmm. and then the song mm-hmm. at the end, which yeah, you know, can't stop the beat. Yes, this one's got a lot of roll songs. Like I I can't really say it's much just about
1: this. easy to listen to. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's definitely... all fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, even really even good. the um, the ones where they're singing about racial stuff. Uh, Run and tell that. That one's really fun too. Yeah, it's it's fun. like funky and mm-hmm. got an aura of smoothness
0: to it. Ooh. I love Seaweed's character. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I really like Seaweed.
2: Yeah, I think, th- and that's the other thing is I think this show handles tough subjects very well. in a good way. I think yes, because it is like directly handling that you know the civil rights you know, racial integration.
0: Yeah, racism, sizism.
2: Like, yeah, like it's not hiding away from confronting those, but, but it it's also e- doing it in like a yeah. positive yeah. manner. Like It's easily digestible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so this, this is a good one for a lot of different reasons. Yes. Kylie, what do you think?
2: I like it. I feel like I need to see it though, because I've never
0: seen it. Kylie. There's part of me that thought I did, but I just can't picture any of it. <laughs>
1: Sounds like we gotta have a movie night!
0: I think it might have come through the movie, but I
2: don't think we ever saw it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's been through, but I don't know if it's yeah. one we ever went to see.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't recall <sighs> it.
1: And I know I said earlier I saw this in high school, but I feel like a lot of high schools do this so- or do this show, mm-hmm. just because it's, again, pretty straightforward. You don't have to have super crazy sets. Mm-hmm. Right. Or costumes, for that matter. Yeah. So
0: and it allows for a lot of different roles mm-hmm. i think which a lot of again musicals don't they're very white uh yes <laughs> but this show has a lot of opportunities for different like female and male and you know different different races and everything so i, I think this one's pretty good for schools
1: definitely know that the guy that was played edna was having a very good time
2: yes and i like that this one has both generations as well it's yes like it's you got Tracy and her friends, which are high schoolers, but it's also got Tracy's mom and you've got Motormouth Maybell, and they're these, like, strong role models as well. Yes. So you get to see, like, both generations going through, you know, this power and these changes, and it's not, it's, yeah, it's not like one group of the same people. It's a lot of variety here, which is nice. I agree. It good. Well done. <laughs> it good, wow.
0: Yeah, so if no one has
2: any more thoughts about
0: the first act, Kylie, how about you give us the theater fact? Give us the facts (gasps) that I crave. (laughs) I'm sorry. I got excited. (laughs)
2: Apparently. I know we've mentioned it a few times now, but what does non-equity mean? Basically, it means that actors aren't represented by the union, specifically the AEA, the Actors' Equity Association. Actors do have to pay to be in the union, as well as have a certain amount of experience points, and that comes with benefits such as salary limits and life insurance. Non-equity actors, then, don't have to set a minimum payment thresholds, and they can often be paid less than equity actors, but they can have more flexibility in choosing
0: roles. Yeah, so like we, we have mentioned it in the past, so I don't think we fully went into what that was. Nice to know. Because we do mention it every once in a while.
2: Yeah, like this show in particular did have a non-equity tour, so. so
1: yeah, most of the time the I was just worried, so I like, I don't really understand what that
0: means, but okay. I'm <laughs> just gonna smile and nod. Me, me dumb. Head
1: empty. <laughs> me newbie. <laughs>
0: So before we go into our act two, we do have a couple little plugs to place. So we do want to celebrate 1600
1: downloads. Yay! Oh my goodness.
0: Oh my god. So thank you so much for getting us up there. We are super excited. We are always excited to see those numbers go up and we cannot thank you enough for your help in getting us there. And of course the best way to do that is to continue telling the people that are in your life, maybe even people you don't know, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Just tell people that we exist because we really appreciate it and Word of mouth is the most trustworthy way that people get around. Like, if they know that you like it, they're more likely to check it out. So please tell, you know, anybody that you like our show and where to find us, which is the best way, is our website, which is www.ragtagnetwork.com, where you can find our show and the other shows that we do and further announcements. So we really appreciate your help there. And we promise we are celebrating. It's just harder with COVID, so we will be posting like all those fun things later but we are trying to be safe in our celebrations but just know we are still very excited as much as we were the first hundred downloads <laughs> <laughs> quick reminder that we do have a merch out which you can find at our website just add the slash merch onto there we have really cool shirts and hats so
1: we have a newer design
0: <laughs> yeah we have a newer design which is sad boy hours so if you have listened to our show for any length of time you will know that we say sad boy hours Constantly, yep. basically it's basically every every episode. So <laughs> keep an eye out for that, and also future further designs. We will be adding those as the time goes on. Okay, I think that will wrap up our little little spot here. How about we go ahead and jailbreak our way into Act Two? Out of post act bail, two? post bail. We're gonna act
2: march two. our way, into act march two. our way into Act Two. Something I'll pick one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Act Two. <laughs> 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 All right, so after the march, most of the women are locked up in a women's penitentiary in the song The Big Dollhouse, which is not in the 07 movie or the 2016 broadcast. The governor pardons and releases Velma and Amber, wow. because Velma, like, sweet talks her way out, of course. And mm-hmm. then Wilbur comes in and bails out everyone else, except for Tracy, who is forced to stay due to some sort of manipulation from Velma. You know what, Velma. I just hate her herself. so much.
0: <laughs> yep, she's she's just a hater.
2: She's kind of the worst. Yeah. So Tracy is alone in jail. Wow. I, yeah. Uh, and of course, wishes Link could be with her. And so this is the song Good Morning Baltimore Reprise, which is not in the 07 movie. Back at Wilbur's joke shop, the Hardy Har Hut. Oh,
0: <laughs> geez. Was that named by Matt? Yep. Rude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur and Edna are left broke because they spent everything they had to bail everyone out. Which is good for them, but also sad. Edna sympathizes with her daughter's dream. She herself had dreamed of making queen-size dress patterns. Aww. Edna and Wilbur reminisce about their past, which is such a cute love song, and it's called You're Timeless to Me.
0: I think their relationship is adorable.
2: Yes. Yeah. I love that we're seeing an older couple still in love, still celebrating themselves. Like, in the song, they're recognizing that they may not be, like, perfect anymore. You know, they're not you know, shiny and new and they might have wrinkles and whatever, but, like, they're still in love with each other and they decide to be in love with each other every day. And I just...
0: <sighs> and, and also she's like, you know, but I, I'm a little bigger. And he's like, I love that about you. Yes. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a pretty great couple. Later that night, Link sneaks to the jail where he finds Tracy in solitary confinement. Link and Tracy reunite. Meanwhile, Penny's mother punishes her for going to jail without her permission because, uh, how uh-huh. dare she?
2: Yep. And ties her up in her bedroom. Oh, oh. listen! I don't like Penny's mom any more than I like Velma, so it's. Believe
0: water. you can get arrested for that. Yep,
2: mm-hmm. that's a... child
0: abuse. So seaweed actually comes to her rescue because seaweed is the best. Mm-hmm. And here we have both couples declare their love in the song "Without Love," which again I love. The... I just love all. It's Aldrin. a great song. It's so good. After escaping, the couple seek refuge at the record shop. Tracy thinks it's unfair that after all their hard work. The Corny Collins Show is still segregated. They devise a plan to integrate the show. Mabel remembers their long fight for equality in the song, I Know Where I've Been, which is in the 07 movie, and this is sung during the original
2: protest. So it's in all the performances, but in the 07 movie, it's sung during the original protest uh, rather than this later spot. Got Okay, got it. Okay.
0: On the day of the Miss Teenage Hairspray competition, Corny Collins starts with a song featuring the show's main sponsor, Ultra Clutch Hairspray. In the song it's hairspray. <laughs> oh my god, hairspray! It's oh my god. the name of the show. Let's get some hairspray. Wow.
2: <laughs> so Amber, of course, takes the stage and shows off her talents to get more votes. She sings about how Tracy has cooties, which is hmm. very childish of her. It okay. Shows that she's like clearly not as like mean spirited as her mom, but still like she's a little mean.
0: Let me show off my talents by being a bully. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so the song is wow. Cooties, but it is not in the 07 movie. Just as the results are about to be announced, Tracy stuns Amber as she comes on stage wearing a bright pe- a bright dress without a petticoat underneath. <gasps> oh no! Oh scandalous! Big deal. Those ankles. <laughs> she takes over the stage, joined by Link, Penny, Seaweed, Edna, Wilbur, Little Inez, Corny, and Maybell. Get all. Tracy is declared the winner of the contest. Yay! Ooh. Ooh, the hair. <laughs> Amber and Velma, of course, protest this, and little Inez tries to take the crown by force when Amber won't hand it over. Tracy stops her, claiming that she doesn't actually care about that. She cares more about Link and her future. She proclaims that the Corny Collins show is now and forevermore racially integrated, and the audience applauds.
0: I don't think she has the authority to say that. Uh, listen, she has the hair. She can say what she wants.
1: <laughs> That's the ultimate power. Just gets bigger and bigger. Like, yeah. she gains more influence.
0: No, I'm just picturing her coming on a stage with her hairspray and, like, a lighter. She's like, it's integrated. <laughs> oh. well.
1: Doesn't she come out, like, of a giant hairspray can? Or maybe I'll just... In the, the movie. movie. In the movie. Yeah. She just got the big one. Just, I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Mr. Spritzer runs on stage, thrilled with a good response to the show. He announces that the governor has pardoned Tracy and gave her a full college scholarship. that's how reality works. He offers Link a recording contract and gives Velma the position of vice president of Ultra Glow, which is beauty products for women of color. And of course, this displeases her. But she's still got a high powered position. So like, shut up, shut up. Purdy arrives on scene, but seeing how happy Penny is with Seaweed, accepts her daughter and their love. Which is a, you know, a big step from tying her daughter down. Yeah, big, big change there. You yeah. psycho. She, <laughs> she went from abuse to, ah, oh, it's love.
1: You're still an faster. abuser.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, everyone celebrates, and they even invite Amber and Velma to join in. At the end, Tracy and Link seal their love with a kiss. Oh. And this is, of course, the pretty famous song You Can't Stop the Beat. Yes. Uh, which for the uh, Save and I'll see Mingo is my favorite song. Wow. <laughs> from this musical because it's such a fun listen. Like the whole soundtrack is fun. But this one, just like, I will literally always listen to it, any version of it, no matter what mood I'm and I will jam to this song. So let's go. Yes. Uh, and then so in the '07 movie and the '16 broadcast, there is a song "Come So Far, Got So Far to Go" that plays in the end credits.
0: All right, that—that's the end of the show, you guys. We did it! Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, wow, we made it. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what? So what do we think about this show as a whole?
1: I, I think we all kind of viewed our points through the entirety of it. Where? Yeah, it's, we like it. It's good.
0: Cute. It is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we had a bad thing to really say about the show, except screw Bell, All right. <laughs> well,
1: that's like <laughs> well, that means that the character was written well. Very well, yeah, <laughs> even I mean, though she was meant it's a to terrible be character, the villain. If everyone is hates your terrible character, then it's a good character. I mean,
0: she's, yeah. a, she's a good antagonist. Just a big old bully, mm-hmm. very wasp of her. Yes, mm, but yeah. it's fun. It's, just, just fun. It's such <laughs> a good show. So definitely listen to this one. And listen to all the adaptations as we mentioned to pick your favorite, or you know, piece together your own soundtrack from them
2: because they are all really good. I do have say, I do have some complaints though. I need a rant for a second. So I actually never really paid much attention to this before because my first introduction to this was the movie, which is very different—the 2007 movie. So, admittedly, that one's a lot tamer. Um, they don't necessarily all go to jail. Like, Tracy gets locked up in, like, her mom's basement and stuff. So it's a little, little less. And, like, the raids and protests or whatever are a little different and how they break in to the studio whatever. Anyway, so it's a little different. So I didn't realize this before. But going through this, there are so many inaccuracies that bother me. And I want to rant for a minute. So here we go.
0: <laughs>
2: so not only do I like the modern movie best, not only because I saw it first, and obviously it has Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> but... It results in her being, like I said, locked up at home rather than stuck in jail and visited by her boyfriend, which, okay, she's in high school uh-huh. and she, she gets locked in up in jail in solitary confinement. And then her boyfriend breaks in to sing with her and gets her out. I'm sorry. Yep. What? Like, I know you have to suspend belief for some things, but like, I, yeah, it's, it's so far out of range.
0: It's musical logic.
2: I know, and I just, I can't.
1: But even then, it's kind of a stretch. It's
2: a stretch. It, yeah, that's and always bothered me. Right. So, like, how? And then it, like, ends with them, the movie version ends with them sneaking onto the stage, and then little Inez actually wins the competition, rather than Tracy, I like which that. I think is a nice little twist, because she does this, like, epic dance-off, and, like, really shows her stuff, and nice. so everyone's like, yeah, and then that kind of leads towards the show being integrated, which I think works a little better, and then yeah. there's not that whole, like, The producer, like, pardoning her and giving her a college scholarship and stuff. Yeah, that's weird. So there's that, and then there's, you know, more reasonable happy ending. And then I have to ask, what did Velma do to deserve a vice president position at a company that she doesn't even support? Like, WTF. She did nothing nothing to deserve that. Like, you don't just hand someone a job that they're gonna do trash. I don't know. It just bothers me a lot.
1: Yeah, it was definitely, instead of just like, oh, you're fired, it's just like, ha,
0: let me give you a position you're gonna hate.
2: Yeah, yeah. A great position.
0: Yeah. Like, basically in second company, in command of a company with people that you hate as right. a whole.
2: Whereas yeah. there's someone else out there that actually deserves that position and actually cares about that company. Yeah. Whatever. I just have good ones.
0: Yeah. So I, I think, like, if, if they do the revamped, I'm sure they will mix, like, all the good parts. And hopefully they will kind of fix those. Especially that one. Like, that one bothers me. You know? Like, this stuck-up white woman this whole time still gets a payout at the end. Amber, you got
2: another fun fact for us? I do. So, another fun fact for you guys. Uh, due to the success of the 2007 movie, New Line Cinema asked John Waters to write a sequel. Oh. Uh-huh. Well. Uh, the movie would have looked towards Tracy in the late 1960s, featuring the hippie movement and the Vietnam War. Uh, however, in mid-2010, it was announced that Hairspray 2 White Lipstick was no longer in development.
0: Oh,
1: that's an interesting title.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: White lipstick.
0: I think yeah I think, I think it was a stance by the hippies. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah, I would have liked to see that. me too. Huh. I wonder why they, I wonder why. Like, I mean, I they and... did a
1: good job with all the the tough subjects on this mm-hmm. one, but Vietnam War
0: <laughs> that's a big. That's a
1: big on. one to again, I guess racial
0: racial inequality,
1: segregation and mm-hmm. pretty is also pretty big. so okay. maybe they would have made it work.
0: Yeah, I would have, well, I would have seen it. it. I definitely would have looked into that. Yeah. But, yeah, so our overall assessment, good. So good. Do watch. Yes. or listen. listen. Yeah. Any of those. If it comes to a theater near you, definitely take the opportunity to go see it, as we will as well. Because, I mean, it's been years since Matt and Amber saw in high school, so we will definitely go see it again if it comes through.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's probably not going to be until fallish to like, shows might start getting back up so we look forward to that time because then we can actually go and see more stuff do, do more things similar to yeah. when we did wicked um, yes
0: we, had, we saw one show
1: yep.
0: <laughs> hey, it was a good one it was a good one out of all the ones like we could have gone to i'm definitely glad we saw it yes mm-hmm. i'm not mad about it but yeah i think that will wrap up this one
1: did you guys know That we are on pretty much every platform that does podcasts.
2: What? What?
1: I know. Crazy. I didn't know that. You can't get rid of us. We're like the plague.
2: Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Nope. uh,
1: Hold on. (laughs) But since we are on all those platforms, wherever you are listening to this podcast, we would really appreciate giving it a subscribe, a follow, a like, whatever it is on that website. I don't know. Some of them are really weird.
0: Yeah, apparently um, there's a new one that we're also on, which is called Verbal, which is, I believe, V-U-R-B-L. And it's kind of like a Facebook for podcasts. So uh, definitely check us out there, too, because it's a really huge, large, growing audience. So it, it, apparently you can interact with us better on that one, too. So
1: Yeah, but we do appreciate whenever you guys do do that. We'll make sure that you get any updates on new episodes or any other shenanigans we get up to. So, yeah, that would be greatly appreciated. Much, much appreciate. Much love.
2: And if you happen to be an Apple user, please leave us a five-star review on there. It helps us boost it in the numbers.
0: Also, if you're not an Apple user, just, can you just, can you do it anyway? That's cool. Because <laughs> we we like those reviews. I like seeing Oop, what people are like about us. Yeah, the five stars. whoop. So but the best way to reach new people, as I do mention each and every time, is to tell people about it because it is the most organic way to grow listeners. So if you really enjoy the show, go ahead and tell like your friends, your family, your coworkers, you know, anyone who will listen to you, the people on the bus, you know, do whatever you can because that really helps us get up there. And that's how we get to, you know, sixteen hundred plus downloads and hopefully thousands more. Like we are so excited to see those numbers grow and to bring you more content in the future. We are really excited and we really appreciate you guys. Support.
2: So, of course, we love chatting with you. Please chat with us about things. You can reach us in lots of different places because we're kind of all over the Internet. So we have a Twitter. It's at Save an seat. We have an Instagram at Save me an seat. And we have a Facebook page. Again, Save me an Wow. Surprise. Wow. Find us. <laughs> so chat with us wherever you'd like to chat with us send us memes send us show suggestions talk to us about which of these soundtracks you like better what are your
0: bingo cards man.
2: yeah bingo guys come on I say it's my favorite song every time and of course we also have an email so you can email us at save me seat at gmail.com yeah yeah so if you, cool
0: if you have like shows in the future that you want us to cover or that you have any information about you being in shows because since this one is pretty popular for our high schools let us know how that went. So you can just email us there and we will definitely, we definitely love hearing from you guys. So yeah, reach out to us. Send us the memes. I need them in my life. So yeah, I think that will wrap up this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye.
1: Have a spadoinkle day.
2: Wrong. Wrong. And you
1: gotta bring it back.
2: If you love stories from American history but are curious to follow down the more unbeaten path, then this five-star podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Bougere, and I'm a full-time author that loves to dig up stories that didn't quite make it into the mainstream history books. I lean more towards the darker side of American history. The curious, the strange, the deadly. Legends, murders, rituals, hauntings, traditions, and beliefs and the interesting collection this country was founded on. Join me every week with a new story that peeks behind the curtain of America's yesterday. You never know what I'll find in my bag of bones.